0: According to a 2009 report from the then New Zealand government, long-term medical diseases have cost New Zealand's healthcare system hundreds of millions of dollars. Upon examining these conditions, such as obesity, however, it seems many of them are mitigable or avoidable. If we consider the mounting evidence that the rate of such illnesses has been increasing since 2009, it makes you wonder how we're responding. At least in theory then, it seems that the more people there are living a healthy lifestyle, the more likely it is that our country, including taxpayers, will save money. But this sheds light on the underbelly of our democratic freedoms. Not everyone is going to use them to their benefits. not everyone is going to use their free will to adopt tendencies and behaviours that support good health and well-being. So knowing the link between healthy and between being healthy and saving money, not to mention the potential opportunity costs, what are we doing to motivate people to live a healthy lifestyle? Joining myself and Dylan to help answer this question is General Practitioner from High Street Health Hub in Lower Hutt, Dr. Georgina Moore. It's great to have you here today. Thank, Thank you so much for yeah. participating. Yeah. Um, um, so could you tell us a bit about yourself?
1: Um, So I'm a general practitioner that's been based in the Hutt Valley for over five years. I love the area um, and I know a lot of the kind of community organisations in the Hutt Valley as well. So I just feel at home practising here. Um, Prior to that, I was an emergency physician um, and uh, moved to New Zealand in 2008. And now I'm uh, the clinical director and partner of High Street Health Hub.
0: So how long have you guys been established here for? Uh,
1: So we uh, opened our doors July 1st, 2019, because probably like everywhere in the country, we are desperately calling out for more uh, general practitioners and more doctors to come into the um, um, medical field of uh, general practitioners. Um, and we had a chat with the PHO and the PHO said there's 8,000 patients that needed to be serviced that wasn't being serviced, so we decided to um, establish the H- The hub, and it's been going really well.
0: And you're from the UK, are you?
1: Yeah, initially born in Birmingham, but you wouldn't know it.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll have to look it up. Um, so some of your professional interests I found include management of long-term health conditions yeah obviously it sounds very relevant for this topic yeah but what what does that sort of involve in terms of duties responsibilities areas of work in that field um
1: so yes yeah, so I decided for when we do our training as a uh, general practitioner, we're asked to do like an academic component. So I decided to do long-term conditions. Um, and basically long-term conditions is any sort of chronic illness that a patient may have. Um, we're, we focus quite a lot on sort of diabetes, um, respiratory um, sort of illnesses, especially like asthma in children or COPD related to smoking. Um, There's also like a cardiac component and more and more um, we use um, long-term conditions uh, payment for mental health as well. So how it works in for anyone that wants to know, like the um, general practitioners as clinics, we get some funding from the primary health organisations for long-term conditions, so we have to do sort of a yearly diabetic check, that's part of what's required for our long-term conditions, but we also have funding, so say if we've seen someone who's coming with depression or anxiety, we can see them for the first time and then bring them back as a funded follow-up. So remove some of those barriers for people so that they're not, you know, we can see them again. And, you know, it's not a detriment to the patient. So I think it is a really good program. And we're also looking at trying to coordinate more with um, secondary care. Um, to try and reduce like emergency room uh, visits by trying to manage more of the long-term conditions in the in the practice Um, There is a lot out there and I think people don't probably realize that and then also in the mental health space now we've got um, health improvement practitioners that we we're just gonna have a new one come, in, come come on board for four days, and these guys help us link with other sort of um support mechanisms in the community, like social workers, um community health workers, um so we can really address both the physical or the person's physical health and mental health, but also what's going on for them, sort of from a socio economic point of view and see if we can help them with housing or getting them, you know, into a more healthy environment and we also link up with the Sustainability Trust and um, the Healthy Homes programme that looks at, um, uh, you know, going into a house, making sure it's not damp, looking looking for mould, looking at ways that we can reduce drafts and insulation and curtains. because that feeds back into a lot of kiddos will have come in with recurrent asthma attacks or recurrent viruses or recurrent skin infections, eczema, and it's an environmental thing. It's not necessarily, you know, it is a physical thing, but if we can sort out the environment, then we're going to, you know, the, the child's going to um, thrive a lot better. So, mm-hmm. like, there is a lot of work going on behind the scenes for people with long-term conditions. Um, I should also mention that there's also a program called um, Healthcare Homes and I think that was set up in the 1970s in America and that was aimed to kind of bring everything under like one roof for like a one stop shop and so someone could go and see the physio or they could go and see a counsellor or they could go and see someone all under the same roof So, and especially for um, patients that Prefer familiar, you're not
0: out of you I know you're